do not feel bad if like your vacation is like you just going to like your neighborhood pool and chilling with like your friends there and having your own little backyard barbecue. At least you're saving money and you're not in thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. Like that is, I would love to have that because let me tell you, I can't say the same for me. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday and welcome back for another episode. A very chaotic episode. It's always a chaotic episode. (laughs) Are mentally unhinged for, but Mm -hmm. it's fine because right now it's Thursday. So like within a couple hours, we will have Speak Now, Taylor's version. (laughs) so excited. And... I already know that she changed the lyrics to Better Than Revenge, and I, I am very disappointed. We want the slut shaming lyrics. We, we do. want the misogynistic version. I Listen, am not all, here for moths, okay? I am not we, here for a moth. <laughs> all we got to do is just bully her and into she'll change releasing, it back, right? because that's what we did with more Lana Del Rey version of Still on the Beat. I mean, you're not wrong. She already knows. She's like, ah, oh, man. I done messed up. These <laughs> crazy people are coming for me. Just that is, better for revenge. Taylor, revenge is coming. <laughs> that is still the funniest thing ever is that we literally bullied this woman into releasing. I literally the love more that she Lana. literally said more Lana. <laughs> and it was great. And I loved every second of it. Exactly. What, okay, so when Speak Now comes out, what is the first song you're listening to? Or are you listening to it in chronological order? Probably in chronological order oh, because that's nasty. what I do. No, nah, man. My, the first thing I was going to do is listen to Better Than Revenge. Like, that's always been the plan. Mm. That has always been the plan. I have to hear that. And then Haunted. I got to hear those Haunted, two. And then Haunted I will start. Is, I will say Haunted is my favorite song on Speak Now. So um, that will With definitely Red, be... Go ahead. With Red, I started, I actually, I listened to the vault tracks. I, well, I actually listened to 10 minutes of all two hours. I was going to say, hold on. <laughs> and then I did the vault tracks and then I listened to it in order mm-hmm. because it's all brand new songs and I want to hear those usually first. And then especially with Speak Now, there's a song with Fall Out Boy and there's a song with Paramore, which speaking of Fall Out Boy, I just met them recently and saw them. Yeah. Um, they came into my job, which that was really cool. It felt like I was back in high school. Well, and that's what Speak Now gives me is high school vibes. So I think it's really awesome that she has Fall Out Boy and Paramore because that literally was like high school for me. Which I've met both of them. So I'm just honestly collecting all of Taylor Swift's friends. I mean, (laughs) you are slowly collecting them. We need Harry next. Um for 1989 on style. You are manifesting style. Literally, you know. It is. It, I really think it's going to happen. Um, but no, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be very nostalgic. And I just love, like, I mean, obviously I love the originals because, like, that's, you know, what she originally did. But her voice sounds so good on these re-recordings. Like, mm-hmm. everything just sounds, it's just got this, like, maturity to it. And I love it. And I'm super excited. So, mm-hmm. And I love I Last just, Kiss. I, I'm, I'm very I'm very here for that one. I'm not prepared to listen to that or Dear yeah. John. Um, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Dear John. Ugh. I am not mentally stable enough to listen to either of those songs. Honestly, <laughs> like, let me this tell whole album, you. This whole, so it's so funny because it's like this whole, hold on. When, what was the actual, like, when was the first one released? Year what, 2010. 2010. This was the year that <laughs> the year that Blaine and I broke up. This oh, was fuck. my this was my like go-to album, my sad girl album. So I I am like So are you are you going to ask Blaine to temporarily divorce no, you I'm just so you can listen to it at him like I hate him, you know, it's fine. <laughs> this is how I felt in 2010. I've been going around singing vampire to him like he broke my heart and he's been the funniest part about it is he texted me and was like, I've got that stupid vampire song stuck in my head. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you blood sucker. 
Yeah. So I need you to sing Last Kiss. So mm-hmm. I'll watch your life. Like full volume. Full volume. Mm-hmm. Into his face. Mm-hmm. Um, so he can understand what. The pain. The pain. 15? 15? 16? Yeah. It was. So I was probably. I was probably 16. Depending I on. Six, de- I was 16. Depending on the month. Because I'm a March bait. Like. So if it was the end of 2010. I, yes. I guess I would have been 15. 15? I started 15 high school I in 2009. Yeah. That's all I can remember. So, so. <laughs> my heart was broken and speak now was my savior. So. You started high school in 2009? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in high school 2009 to 2012. Or it may have been 2008 to 2009. 8, 9, 9, 10, yeah. 10, 11. 07 to, 07 to 08. Okay, so it was... 08 to 09. Okay. 09 to So 010, I was definitely 10, 10. 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was 16... 17 probably yeah yeah so so 2008 2009 i was a freshman so i was a sophomore likely maybe tail end yeah i was a sophomore. I was, yeah i remember vehemently listening to it violently um the summer of 2010 because that was the summer to my junior and senior year and i yeah, had just and gone summer, through like a summer, breakup summer is when he broke up with me i was at the i was going to the pool with my family i remember it clear as day yeah walked down I, sobbing I, one of my <sighs> friends was the lifeguard and he was like are you okay and i was like don't worry about it <laughs> oh. i was at the pool like red face swollen eyes my sweet lifeguard friend who took me to prom the next year um was like you all right and i was like i'm good i'm golden everything's fine over here in my world <laughs> but i guess taylor was, Swift. with taylor recording so much of her music you're now recording like your album and mm-hmm. you're in the process of like finishing up your album right now as as we speak how is that process it's been going? it's been going really well um so i'm going up to nashville one more time up i more like over I'm going over to nashville <laughs> um <laughs> i'm like it's not really up i keep saying i'm going up um I'm going over to Nashville one more time. We're going to finish up the album and then kind of just go from there. Figure out like plans, which song I want to release as a single, timing. There's a lot that still has to be done, but having all of having all the music done will be really nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of all happened very, very sporadically. And, and then I wrote like three into- songs in like a week and I'm, I have no more ideas <laughs> right now. <laughs> And then we can go into music video planning. Yes. There's so much I want to do. Like there's so much. I think the thing that I've learned the most from the songs that I have released is that I did not put enough time and effort and energy into like properly marketing them. Um, And so I think that that is going to be my importance. Like I've always just like gotten the songs back and wanted to put them out, Um, which obviously that's still how I feel on the inside, but I know that that is not what I need to do. And so I think, um, not really worrying so much about when I'm putting them out as to like making sure I have all of the things lined up that I want in order to make it a successful marketing opportunity. So that it's not a waste of money. (laughs) And yeah, because um, let me tell you, (laughs) independently recording music is not cheap, friends. It's not cheap at all. (laughs) We will have a, we will do a whole marketing plan and we will come up with a music video Mm -hmm. release and get that all filmed. And I mean, yeah, like I think a lot of people think that like, especially with Taylor, like, you know, she records these and that like it's instantly over, but there's months and months and months that go into I mean think about all stuff. of her little videos she did with the phone for midnights like that probably took like so much planning and so much yeah. like and we all know how like Taylor has like all these little sprinkled little hidden things like it, it's not like simple even Olivia Rodrigo like her the day that vampire came out was her like license expired date on driver's license so it's like it's very calculated in the sense of like, I mean, that's just marketing. Like marketing is very calculated. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it makes me think that I should have continued on in the marketing program at my school, but it's fine. This is why you have me who's a film director and you have other friends who do social media marketing. And my sister does marketing. So like we've got, I've got it all. (laughs) I've got it all in there. I've got all the piece, the people that I need. Um, so I'm I'm excited for sure, ready to get them recorded. You want to know who's doing marketing the best right now, though? Who? The Barbie movie. Do you understand how like fucking psyched I am for this movie? There's a Malibu Barbie beach house 
that you can rent out as an Airbnb now. And I wait, I think I saw this. Yes, it's in Malibu. They they I wanna know what they're marketing. Is it the pink house beside the black house? No. (sighs) No. But that is the epitome of Oppenheimer Barbie movie release. But no, like they took a whole Malibu beach house, painted it all pink, and literally turned it into a Barbie, a replica of the Barbie dream house. That's amazing. And you can I think the coolest thing about it is that we all grew up with all things Barbie. Like I had the Barbie Jeep, I had the Barbie airplane, like I had the camper. Like Barbie oh, was I had my thing. Everything. I had Barbie American Ashley thing. Barbies. Yeah. I had a Britney Barbie. Mm-hmm. I had so many. I had a Uno Barbie, one that literally came out like with the Uno game. Like <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, what is Dead an Uno? Ass. I was like, what is an Uno Dead Barbie? Ass, Are like they the wearing colors. like a wild card shirt? <laughs> <laughs> but like the colors, I don't know, man. I just That's remember so that. Funny. I just remember that perfectly. Yeah. Did you and ever? Okay, this is like totally a sidebar. Did you ever have the big Barbie head that you like could do the hair and stuff? Yes. And okay. I fried her hair. Okay, I cut mine. I, I used fried to cut all my Barbie's hair because I, I would cut never my did own. that. I, I never would did cut that. my own hair, so I had to decide to. I think I had a problem. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, one time I cut... <laughs> you knew scissors as a young child. I don't know. One time I cut my hair and I <laughs> I tried to hide it under my bed like my parents wouldn't find. So this is the most my Aries God. sentence you've ever uttered my in your entire hair. life. We need to never let you around scissors ever again. Yeah. No, I had this like very vivid like... um vision today of a kid stealing my scissors off of my desk and cutting a huge chunk of my hair so I hid my scissors today <laughs> yeah it's been I much. love that you were just fr- like, like I was dry cut I, your hair as a kid yeah. but yet now mm-hmm. if somebody even comes near you mm-hmm. with scissors mm-hmm. um or even suggest you trimming your hair mm-hmm. you go into a panic attack mm-hmm. probably because I I got in trouble <laughs> I also had bangs front. There's front, the trauma. I had front bangs growing up, so that's I mean, that I was probably why because I cut my probably cut my bangs. Oh, um, see, I got my professionally done. <laughs> well, I mean, they were done after my hair was cut, but you know, you know how kids always try to give themselves a haircut. Uh, no, can't. I literally don't because I never did. <laughs> I was not allowed near scissors well, as a child. I know I'm not alone. <laughs> other people that have tried to cut their hair. I, I was had, just the only very scissors, successful. The only scissors I had access to were the ones that were like wavy so you could make a cool edge oh. on your paper. And they could not cut for shit. Mm-hmm. So not once was I, my, my mom was like, we are never allowing her to be accessing to, to knives and scissors. Mm-hmm. It's just a no-go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I, I'm definitely mom. thinking I probably stole them. I also think they were the kids' scissors. The cut was not clean. I really don't remember much of it other than putting it under my bed <laughs> to hide it. And then my mom no, was back I, and was like, what the, what the heck did is Did you ever this? play Barbie computer games growing up, though? Oh, because absolutely. Did you have the Barbie detective game? Absolutely. Did it terrify the shit out of you as a kid? No, because I am a horror freak. <laughs> oh my god, you were so fucking weird! I'm an Aries. I'm telling you, 666 is my angel number. I am probably the spawn of the wrong, the wrong one, okay? <laughs> like, I love I'm horror. literally I five years thriller. old. No. I'm five years old trying to play this Barbie detective game, and there's like a shadowy figure lurking in the background this whole You're time, like, <laughs> and I was... I never finished the game because I was so utterly terrified of it. Okay, did you have the Barbie game, the Barbie computer game with the horses? Where you would like no. feed them apples and stuff? No, but oh, I, I, did have Bar- I did have Barbie Genie and it came with a genie <gasps> lamp. Oh, a genie lamp. That yes. is fancy. I don't know how it worked. You had to plug it up like USB wise or whatever or Ethernet. I don't know, however the hell however you used to do it. However we used to do it with our big old computers that we Still couldn't be couldn't on you. when people had to be on the phone. Do you remember listen, that? The internet listen. wouldn't work when people called our house. I'd get so listen. mad. I spent, we had a whole computer room. So did we. That I, mm-hmm. I spent too much time in. We had to, we had but, a computer on one wall and the piano on the other wall. So I spent my entire life in that room. <laughs> are you going to go see the Barbie movie though? Please tell me you're going to go see it. Well, seeing as I w- was said I was going to go see The Little Mermaid and I still haven't seen The Little Mermaid, the chances of it actually occurring are slim to none. 
I will, so I'm going to. I will be in Nashville and Vegas when it comes out. So. So therefore, you are not allowed to get mad at me if I spoil it on the Vegas trip when I have alcohol in me. Oh no, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you spoil the Barbie movie because I feel like I kind of. Because like we oh, kind of know you, what happens. We don't know what we happens. We don't know what happens. I have no idea what happens. Well, and if I don't I, have any idea what happens, I don't think you have any idea what happens. Let me tell you something about me, which I'm sure that you know. I forget things really easily. So you will probably tell me the spoils and I will still watch it and I will forget what happened. It's mm-hmm. like when I read a book and then I don't remember anything about the book. What is your reading comprehension level? Oh, it's very high. <laughs> I think I just, I don't have, <laughs> so the compartments in my brain are full and I keep, I keep I the book, I works. keep the books. <laughs> no, I keep, I keep hold of the books that I actually really, really like. The ones that I don't love. Eh. They're just not as important to me. So I don't, I don't. You don't throw them away, do you? No, I just don't keep them in my brain. Oh, I was going to say. Yep. Don't I throw my throw books away. away. I burn I them. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Lock you, a locker up. Oh my God. Like. <laughs> Just drive a dagger through my heart. Are you kidding why don't me? You? That book. What is the book? I can't think of the name of it. The one Fahrenheit. about Fahrenheit. Yes, I love that book. I would never burn a book. Are you kidding me? I would. Mm-mm. Some people throw books away. Okay, that's dumb. It's called freaking <laughs> give them to Habitat for Humanity, or like a woman's shelter, or, or like Goodwill. Goodwill, since Goodwill's always the easiest, but not my first choice. But yeah, like. What? Or like the library. I mean, come on. Don't throw them away. This has been a public service <gasps> there announcement. There is this place in the beach where there is this um, like mailbox or thing where you put books and yeah, like people. A free, a, a li- it's a, so cool. A free library. Yes. Yeah. There's I love tons places like in like your that. town. Yes. I, There's so a- put it in a free library box. Okay. Don't throw it away. Tell okay. us how we really feel, Hannah. <laughs> I didn't realize I started a whole thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, my sentiment was just like the books that are boring, I don't keep in my brain. <laughs> the books okay. that I love are in my brain. So you physically keep them, but mentally you dispose of them. Exactly. Got it. Yes. Got it. Yes. Got it. Well, speaking of books, my captivation is a book. Um, Mine too. And I'm behind per usual. Okay. Um, but it's Verity by Colleen Hoover. Okay. I mean, that's not so too far behind. Good. Oh my gosh. I read, and like, I'm a very fast reader, but I get, I'm super busy all the time. So on the 4th of July, I like, when we get it, you have plans, we get you it. have a life. Oh my God, I'm so busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, not a flex, Hannah. It's definitely not a flex. If I could just <laughs> do absolutely nothing for a week, that'd be amazing. I don't want to speak to anybody. I don't want to look at anybody. It's <laughs> want a nice coma, like we just said last week. I would like to induce a coma for a week. No, so on the 4th of July, my husband was working. I didn't have any plans. So our our apartment pool opens at 8 a.m. So I walked myself up to the pool um, and I was there for like, I think I was there for like four hours total. But the first two hours, not a soul was up there because it was 8 a.m. Um, and I almost finished the entire book out there until I got too hot. I'm obsessed. I like need to finish it. Um, and I've only been able to do like a chapter before I'm exhausted at night. Isn't it, it like is so good. a it's horror like a, book? It's like, well, it's leaning that way. It's like a, I'm assuming, I think they classified it as like a romantic thriller, but it's not, it's not really like anything else that she's ever written. Um, mm-hmm. There's like some spooky moments I've gotten to. And also, I, okay. also Verity, Verity's messed up in the brain. Okay. Oh, that's a that's person? That's I gotta say. Yes. Here's my thing. I don't understand how a book can be spooky. <laughs> because Do you read spooky books? No, but here's the thing. I get like if you're watching a movie <laughs> and like something pops out and like ah so scary. It's not but spooky like, like no, no, that. Wait. It's more like skin crawling. But I'm just imagining people like reading like it, you know, like the no, book. Fuck that. Don't ever like, give me it. No. <laughs> but like how is it spooky? Like you're just sitting there reading it and you're like, mm. Uh, <laughs> it's probably the like, same. It's, it's words it's, on a page. How is that scary? Just close the book. It's I probably don't the same as like smutty books. Like you're re- like you're reading like smutty, slutty words on a book, and people feel some type of way about it. It's probably the same way, just opposite. 
I can get how something could be creepy to read. Yeah. But I don't how get some people are get scared of books. That I don't mm, get. Maybe it's like the, how, maybe it's like a mind like a mind fuck thing. Cause it's just like just just close close the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you're watching a movie and something like pops out mm-hmm. at you. I just yeah. I don't know. I, I love. I love. I love them. I love horror books. Like I, except for it. I will never, ever, ever, like ever do anything with it. Like I did. I. I don't understand how that book can be scary. It's a book. It's just words. It's not like there's a pictures and drawings that yeah, accumulate. Yeah, but you know how it. some people like when they when they do well in your brain. Like I create an entire. Like I have the visual of books in my brain. No, I do too. Yeah. I, I play out the whole movie yeah. in my head. Yeah. Um, my mother doesn't, which is fascinating I know. to me. When you told me that, I was like, hmm, interesting. But I wonder, I wonder, you know, how like sometimes when people watch things and like even after they turn it off, like they need to watch something happy. I think it's the same with but books. See, I think here's the thing with watching a movie, you're being given the visual. You are being given a visual of somebody else's mind. When you're reading it, like, if I was reading it and I was trying to, like, envision, like, what it... Like, if I had never seen what mm-hmm. Pennywise looked like. Right. Never seen what he looked like ever. And I was trying to envision it in my head. I don't think I would mentally graph such a evil and um, creepy visual of that clown as the movies do. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that makes sense. So that's why I don't think that, um, that's why I'm like, I don't see how it's scary. Like you have more control over what you're picturing in your head mm. than I think you realize than versus a film. Yeah. I think I just go to the deepest, darkest. And then I like think about it. I'm like, oh, Verity, she's up there. And I'm like, I like perseverate. What the fuck is it even about? Like you, I don't understand. Like you, we've talked at Spooky and Verity. Do you want me to tell you what on. it's about? Yeah, sure. Verity. So Verity is the character that is, um, she's not paralyzed, but her like mind is. So she got in a really bad car wreck. She's this really big author. And Lowen is this smaller author who lives in New York City. And Verity's husband and Lowen meet. And um, the publishing company wants to sign her on as a co-writer to finish Verity's series because she can't do it. And so Lowen moves into their house and is like going through all of the computers and notes. She finds Verity's autobiography. It talks about like her whole life and all the like twisted messed up things that she does. And so Lowen has been seeing, spoiler alert, has been seeing like Verity, like either like looking at her or standing at the top of the staircase, but every time they go up, she's like in her bed. So like something's going on in mm-hmm. the sense of like maybe she's the the um, thought that Lowen has right now is like she's playing like she's just playing along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very interesting. But like they're they had twin daughters and they both died. Um, and so there's that whole storyline. There's a younger boy um, who is still there. Um, so it's very, very interesting. And it, it has, mm. like, totally captured me. Like, mm. I, it's gotten me out of my reading rut. We were kind of talking about that. Like, I've kind of been in a reading yeah. rut. And that this book has gotten gotten me out of it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't mind horror stories. You would, prob- you would probably like this book. Because I, I can listen to a horror podcast perfectly fine. True crime podcasts, even, like, supernatural podcasts where they're getting to really hor- horrific graphic details. I can listen to those perfectly fine. I've read horror film scripts. It's totally fine. Like, I, like, it is just, I don't like shit that's, like, conjuring and you're seeing this demon mm, pop up out of nowhere. Gotcha. I just don't do jump scares. I just don't like jump scares. Yeah. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, I really, like, psychological, I think psychological thrillers and, like, those kind of books are my favorite. Because I like the twisted, like, mindset of it. But I also think it makes me think way harder than, like, a romance novel. I I find myself getting, like, bored with romance novels because they're very repetitive, in my opinion. See, that's why I don't like reading psychological twisters and stuff because it is too much mind work. Mm -hmm. And if I'm reading – and it is also partially because, you know, I was a creative writing 
major in college. And so I was having to read three books a week. Um, like, yeah, you're, no, I remember you showing me your like reading list for the semester. And I was like, that's in a semester. (laughs) I was like, and that was just usually for like one class. Mm -hmm. And like, so I was having to read like one book a week in in one class, another book a week in in one class. And then it was, and then having to like think about them and analyze them and, and write essays and then come up with like, you know, analytical questions and critical thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. answers to it. So I have exhausted, I think, all mental capacity I have to read books like that. Like I have, I have read some very heavy books that I think are beautifully written and I have on my bookshelf. I will never pick them up again because they are so just weighty. And then I've read some that are so heavy that I absolutely loathed and I was like why the fuck do I have to read this book and mm-hmm. I was angry that I had to read it and get through it so it put such a disdain oh that's totally fair yeah that I want to be able to if I'm gonna read I want to read something that is light mm-hmm. something that is relaxing and something that I don't feel like I'm having to put much mental capacity and thought yeah. behind, which is why I've been reading like more romance, like rom-com yeah. based Oh, and don't get stuff. me wrong. Like I love a good romance novel. I think I just can't do them like back to back to back to back to back. Cause I, mm. I'm like, eh, huh, huh. that's why I like the psychological like thriller ones. Cause like, I like to try to figure it out. I like to try to figure out the ending before the ending happens. See, that's just me. That's me. I'd rather do it with the film. Yeah. I'd rather do it with the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my captivation is a book as well too which speaking of it i finally read beach read oh my gosh by emily henry so good i'm so I glad i see you read why it. you guys all loved it i thought it was the most adorable book mm-hmm. ever i read it like in a day mm-hmm. which is again why i like reading those books right. because i can just read it in a day and i feel much more like productive reading a book than like even though i could watch so many films it is nice for me to take a break and not watch a film and appreciate someone being able to tell a story in that way because I still love prose and I still love that writing. Um, But I think she does a really great job with dialogue, which I think some novelists don't always do great with Mm -hmm. dialogue, and she, I think, does a really good job with it. But in case you were living under a rock and have no idea what Beach Read is about, it's about... um, What is her name? Oh, I couldn't tell you. January. Why the fuck did I forget that? <laughs> it's about a girl named January. Um, her father passes away and leaves her his beach house that he was like low key having an affair in. And uh, so she goes up to it to go clean it out. And she finds out that her neighbor is this guy named Augustus Everett, who was her college nemesis. And so it is your typical enemies to lovers mm-hmm. uh, story, which is my favorite trope. Of all time. I love enemies to lovers um, storyline. And there's all this tension. And basically, they he thinks that sh- her writing rom-com novels is, like, easy work. And she thinks that he is um, too pretentious to write anything like that. Because all he writes is this really haunting, really dark... Um, My kind of guy. Literary, <laughs> literary fiction. And so they agree to kind of, like, swap... And they both have books due to their um, agents, and so they agreed to swap genres. And so she has to write this, like, really heavy, dark literary fiction novel, and he has to write a cheeky, like, rom-com novel. And in the process of doing it, they spend more time with each other, and, um, you know, romance ensues. But um, I thought it was really cute. And apparently I was the time I was reading it was the exact time of year that the book takes place in. Oh, that's like weird. It, yes. The book mm-hmm. takes place in like the last week of June, so, first yes. week, first week of July. Cause they mentioned like the, um, 4th, like of, 4th July. of July. Yes. And mm-hmm. they mentioned like being, um, we're, like being, it being June too. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm reading this at the same time that the book takes place. So that was really trippy, but really cool. I think at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I highly recommend if you're wanting like an easy read. Like I thought it was just, you know, it was like kicking my feet, like just so like I know, it was so smiley and so cute. cute. So I'm reading one that next that you probably you said you didn't like that much, which is People We Met on Vacation. It just um, I think after reading Beach Read, it was kind of hard to like 
I think I wrote a, read them too close together. I have heard mm. really good things about Happy Place, though, and I really want to read that one. So I have that one and then The Roughest Draft on mm-hmm. um, by someone else whose name I do not know. Stop my head. I'm so sorry to that author. Um, but that is on my next yeah. reading list. Yes. Well, we are getting into all the summer fun plans for today's episode. But before we dive right on in, we've been talking a ton about summer and our plans and for how to have a hot gal summer. But uh, if you want to hear more of those episodes, make sure you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you stream podcasts, and you are subscribed for more of our content. We also have extra content going up on our Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. And you can also find us on our personals at Emily Elise and at Hannah Adams Miller. We are not on threads. We will never be on threads. I am petitioning against us joining threads ever. What is threads? Because I've seen everything. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. We're not getting into it. As a social media manager for a living, we are not talking about it. We're going to move on. Moving forward. No threads for us. Sorry, gals. No threads. We're cutting the thread. With the scissors I used to cut my hair. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break and dive into the sponsorships, and then we'll be right back. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So, I... I feel like this is summer scaries are a real thing. And especially as I've iterated before, my birthday's in the summertime. And I always get worried that people are going to be on vacation during my birthday. And I feel like, you know, it's so easy to get like major FOMO around the summertime because you see all your buds on Instagram or threads, wherever, um, <laughs> wherever the, wherever the kids are these days. <laughs> I don't know. Lemonade. Be real. Is that still a thing? Pinterest. I keep getting be real notifications. I got to turn those off. I deleted the app. <laughs> I, I'm done with it. It was fun for, it was but fun while it lasted. I am. I, I, I think a lot, I think it's very real. I think it's very real for people to get FOMO from seeing like all these people go on vacation, especially all the even the influencers doing all this. Like, has this been something that you've experienced? Oh, yes. Currently, now every time anybody posts a picture at the beach or the water or anything, and I'm at work and I'm just like, must be nice. I'll be there mm-hmm. soon. But I think I think it's hard because. And I don't know if it stems, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know if it stems from growing up, we had every single summer off. We did not have to do or be anywhere. Now there were the exceptions of like kids whose parents worked and they had summer camp or summer school or. But camp but was so much better than even, working. But even those things were things to look forward to. Like there was always something to look forward to in the summer, whether it was like a pool night or whether it was like walks with the family or just like, it was just a different experience and it was fun and it was carefree and that's like what I remember summer to be and now it is not fun and not carefree and like even like I even feel guilty as like taking a week off to go on a vacation so I think there's just I get a lot of like oh and I have to remember that like I'm a 29 year old and I'm like oh it's not Fair. I want to be able to have a job where I'm off in the summer. I want to have a job where I can travel and work from home. But you like did the reality, that for a while and you hated it. The though. reality is, is like I had that opportunity and I didn't love it. And work from home in my nine to five job is not an option. So I'm like, eh, you know, 
I just have to suck it up and do it and look forward to the moments that I do have planned. So I, yes, and I, I like that also, I like that we're doing, going to be using that. Because it's improv. That's what you're doing. Improv. Yes, and yes, I'm hearing you, and I'm gonna add to it. And <laughs> <laughs> just bring about my theater kit training. <laughs> so yes, and I do have it to an extent, but I also hated summer mm, growing up. Okay, because do tell. well, for majority of elementary school, my best friend was. Not the girl that I'm no longer friends with, like, that was in her wedding. Okay. Not that girl. Okay. A different, like, my, like, we were in elementary school together, okay. best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she went to Kenya every <gasps> summer. Oh, I remember this. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know who this girl yep. is. We went to high school yep. with her. Um, she went to Kenya every summer. So, so summer sucked I, for you. Your best friend was gone the entire summer. Yeah. And... Then I, like, all my, I didn't live near a lot of my friends, like, in middle school and um, beginning of high school. Like, high school, it got better. Mm. Uh, But, yeah, for a while, like, I didn't have, you know, you didn't have a car. So, it's not like I could walk to my friend's house as a kid. But you also didn't have siblings. Like, I had siblings growing up. So, even if, like, I lived in our neighborhood. So, for, for, like, half of my childhood. So, like, if my siblings didn't want to do something, I had neighbor friends to run to. So, and we were all pretty much the same age, but siblings, all my neighbors, siblings are, all my neighbors were younger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All my neighbors were younger. So like babysitting, you're like, sign me up and get the money. Great. (laughs) But I, I was bored at Mm -hmm. the same time because I didn't have a lot of friends like to just be able to hang out with, you know, unless I wanted their parents to drive over to my house or my parents drive me to their house. And like the parents didn't want to do that after a long day of work, you know? So I was bored, and I would spend a lot of time on Neopets. I was going to say on the Barbie <laughs> computer games. <laughs> yes, on Neopets, on MySpace. So like the day my family got a computer, I was on it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was spending a lot of my um, time until I got into like late middle school, early high school, and I had um, a girl move next door to me that was around my age, and I finally had someone my age to hang out with um, in the summertime, but it was every other weekend because her parents were divorced. So, like, Mm. it wasn't a consistent thing that I ever had. So I was always just, like, mopey around summertime, and I would get excited for my birthday, but I also, my parents were always the kind of people that pushed summer. They really wanted me to read in summer. They really were trying to get me to read in the summer, and you couldn't fucking force me to Was read. Was that like, I, a pa- like our generation's parents' like thing? Or like was the know. school pushing them to make us read? Because I really feel like. Did you ever have to do summer reading in school? I feel like that. I feel like I re- vaguely recall doing it because high school, not college. Oh, We're no. not talking about college. Yes, yes, yes. In high school, I I was thinking like elementary school because I like to like read ahead and then do AR tests to get my error points. Um, early, did you have to do AR test? Oh, the accelerated reading you read, read a book and you took a test about it and then you would get points and once you got a certain amount of points bitch i got adhd i was mind. not a you, gifted child <laughs> you didn't have to be gifted to do the ar <laughs> again i had adhd i was even, never in any of okay, the accelerated please tell me that i didn't make this up like can somebody confirm that there was ar because like you would go to the library you would check out the book then you would go back to the library and sit at the computer and take the 10 question test you need to get it 80% to get the AR points and each grade level book had higher points. Okay. Well, I am going to go <laughs> make sure that I'm not crazy. Um, <laughs> I believe you. I just, it was this never either like a anywhere dream near that level. Like, I was I wonder, never, I wonder if it was more that. pushed in the like AG classes or something like that. I don't know. Was never in an AG class. Okay. Nah. That's okay. Nah, man. That's okay. It's, <laughs> it's not for everybody. I took I took the test at school and didn't pass, and I had to take it privately to pass. So that's where the school system failed me. I didn't get test accommodations. <laughs> but I did get into AG eventually. Yeah. No, nah, I never, never oh, got okay. that. I'm going to ask around because now I feel like I made that up. I have terrible reading Somebody, Somebody message us and let us know if AR was a thing, okay? I believe you. I feel like I've heard of it. Yeah. But 
have no mm. experience. It was never. It was a pipe dream to me okay. um, as a child. Um, that was never a possibility. But yes, for I me. definitely did summer reading in high school. Like, because I took yeah, a lot. I, I took a lot of AP English classes, so I oh had a no, lot yeah, of I, like. I took the classes that required summer reading. I just didn't do it. Oh. <laughs> That's me being the people pleaser overachiever. <laughs> I also never studied for a single test in high school. Oh my god. That made me, like, <laughs> stop breathing for a second. Like, the SAT, I didn't study for that at all. Um, I think I tried to, but I really don't feel like you can study for those tests. But I, there's people that do, though, like, religiously. And, like, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I did, st- studying never did. Hmm. I would just lie. You <laughs> <laughs> would just wing it. Like yeah, my gut says B today. I got a master's degree, bitch. I know, same. I'm like, (laughs) doesn't fucking matter. I'm like, where did I go wrong? (laughs) Not me stressing my entire life to also still have a master's degree. I went to one of the top film schools in the country, bitch. What's up? (laughs) I'm good. So so children listening, um, do not (laughs) do what I do. Study for your test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my but, brother. Uh, my brother never had to study for things, so I'm used to people not having to study. Oh, it, it's not that I was like, oh, I'm so confident, and like I would pass. I would fail. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. I just you're talking to somebody who has a learning disability and was and the school system was not geared towards them, and so instead of people, this is me getting on a whole soapbox about. But instead of the school system trying to figure out a way to cater towards me, I was being forced to cater towards it. And it was just not the school system. A lot of public education, specifically in North Carolina, is just not geared towards helping people who have learning disabilities and being accommodating to them until you get to college and you're able to get disability accommodations. Mm. So like that was a lot of what it was. And so like I remember graduating senior year of high school and getting like on a scale of one through four on like your end of not end not the end of high school but like the I, I end of freshman year I had to take algebra one and I oh, failed the first the, semester mm-hmm. yeah I know it, yeah I, I failed first semester and so second semester the end of the EOC the end of course test or whatever I got a four on it and like we had a whole party because we that was a, a miracle for me because I'd failed algebra one like three other times yeah. <laughs> before that there you go <laughs> so, yeah perseverance even if you suck at math you can still go on to go to hollywood and be a director and a screenwriter it's a it's a wild time out here don't let the school system get you down the more you know i'm dead i am a dead (laughs) so yeah so uh summer break from school torture for me and i I truly didn't ever, I wanted to forget school existed and I didn't want to have to read or anything. I remember my parents forcing me to read and it was never something that was going to, I think they eventually just gave up. And so, but as I got older, I texted my mom the other day. I was like, remember how you used to force me to read as a kid? And I'm now sitting here and finishing a book like in one day, Mm -hmm. like the trajectory and it's one medication. Two, it's the not being forced to do it. Yeah. And I'm getting the enjoyment out of it that I think was really a big shift for me. So I think one thing I've been trying to do over the summertime is not get so bogged down with my work responsibilities and I luckily I, I do live in a place where it is kind of summer all year round with the weather, but I really try to make, I don't know. I, f- I feel like I try to make my summer work days like more chill and not allow them to get me, get me so stressed out over it. And whether that is, you know, I had the fortunate ability to be able to work from home. So working from like a coffee shop, working with like a friend over or something, working to where I'm not like alone, trapped in like my little room, sitting hunched over, like freaking Notre Dame. (laughs) Quasimodo. (laughs) Quasimodo, like typing like in my keyboard uh, alone in my room. Like I'm trying to keep that like summer fun, festive vibes alive. And I think we talked about that a little bit with our hot gal summer episode where we just really wanted to have like a more carefree 
free-spirited summer. And, I mean, you had the fortunate ability to be able to just, like, kind of go by the pool, chill out with your dogs, and have a more relaxing day, like, on the weekends especially for you. And I need to feel – I feel like I need to take more advantage of being, like, such a short drive away from the beach and being able Uh, to go take advantage of (laughs) that. Like, I could just, let me just go down to Santa Monica and, like, you know, I, know, I don't live. I know it's not, like, it may be, like, a short drive, but it's not a short drive in L.A. It's not a short drive it's at not all. A Finding short, parking it's not a, on top it, of that. It's a whole day experience. Like, it's not yes. a just beep up to the five steps down to the pool and, and It's go. not like when I used to live in Wilmington and it was right. just really easy mm-hmm. to go to the beach there. Like, I got to find parking. Mm-hmm. You got to pay for parking. Mm-hmm. And then you got to hike down the long fucking beach that's like 10 miles long just to get near the water. Mm-hmm. And it's hot on top mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, so. you have to be really committed to that day. I do understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is a whole course. It's a whole day. Yes. It is. For the, sure. And I think that's, that's part of it is like, some weekends I found myself like not wanting to do anything, which normally that, and it still does slightly bother me a little bit because I am like such a go, go, go person. And I feel like when I don't do anything, I'm not productive. And I know that that is like such a toxic like mindset because you don't have to be productive every day of your life and it is okay to wind down and relax. And, and that actually makes you more productive in the future. But, um, So it was really, like, it was hard for me to, like, be at the pool and, like, not do anything for four hours, but I read a book. So, like, I was sort of productive, but it was just, like, in a different, (laughs) you know what I mean? Girl, my 4th of July, people, I got invited to so many things. (laughs) I got invited to so many things. I literally Um, got invited to my friend's house, and I was like, I'm so sorry. We, like, we're, like, already eating. Thanks for the invite. Like, we didn't do a single thing, and I was fine with that. I got invited to so many plans and I canceled on all of them. I agreed to all of them like the week prior. I canceled on every single one of them because I was like, I, I don't want to do anything. I want to bed rot. Have you heard of this? Yes. People just bed rotting, like really just stay in bed all day. I literally watched all, I watched four Mission Impossible films and Top Gun Maverick and Hamilton. <laughs> like I woke up at 8 a.m. and just, da, 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 da like straight that into Mission Impossible. I had a Tom Cruise 4th of July. <laughs> hey, I mean, we, we can't, we can't hate on a Tom Cruise 4th of July. And let me tell you, I had a fucking blast. I ordered Wingstop. It was a great fucking time. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm getting better at it. Um, I even feel that like I have taken this like carefree, chill persona and entered it into like who I am at work. Like I noticed that I'm, I am just like every, all of my parents are like, you're so just like calm. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I'm a great liar. <laughs> whatever, whatever filter I've got on at work, I want that all the time <laughs> because like, yeah, like I mean, everyone's like, you have such calm demeanor. Like you're so easy to talk to. And I don't know if it's just my like public like being in public professionalism that I'm putting on, but I can tell over the past year, I have just totally just chilled out at work. And I don't know if it's confidence level. Like I have years under my belt. I'm like, I'm confident what I'm doing. I don't really have a lot of imposter syndrome anymore because like, I, I mean, there's days obviously, but I don't know if that's part of it. But I, I'm like, huh, so how do I translate chill, calm work, Hannah, except for when I'm stressed, into my other facets of life? I mm-hmm. want chill, calm, Hannah, carefree Hannah in normal life. So mm-hmm. still working mm-hmm. on that one because, like, I even got, like, upset with Blaine the other weekend because I was like, I feel like you don't want to go do anything with me. Granted, I forgot he told me he didn't feel well and was sick. <laughs> But um, I took it, like, way too personally, um, which I always tend to do when my period is coming. So, you know, emotions are heightened. But I was like, I am very capable of getting in my car and going and doing these things. And, like, but it wasn't even that. Like, I, I do that all the time. I go run errands all the time. It was the, like, the desire to be with somebody else. So... I'm working on it. I'm working on uh, not not being FOMO and not wanting to spend a bunch of money. And I have two really fun, three fun trips to look forward to, Nashville, Vegas, mm-hmm. and the beach. So, 
you know, it's going to be great. It's going to be, it's going to be yeah. a fun summer. It's like, hot think, as Hades. That's all I got to say. I have, I have a friend who's literally traveling. Kay, who was on this podcast. Mm-hmm. She's literally yeah. traveling through Europe right now. Alone. I know. I was going to say, I saw her. Yeah. She's doing her solo vacation in Paris, Spain, and London. And I. That sounds amazing. I could be infinitely jealous. Like, let me tell you, I would love to be in Santorini right now. I told you, I would love to have a Mamma Mia summer I'm just here once for Santorini and in my us. life. <laughs> I, it's, let me tell you, I just want to be in Mamma Mia listening to Dancing Queen. I just, I just want to, I just want to be in Greece. Okay. And I. Yeah. Cause that's where your husband originally, is. We've already talked about this. We're, your husband is in Greece. Nicola, He's there. Yeah. He's waiting for Nico's you. Nico's there. He's literally <laughs> waiting for you to walk into the white building town. <laughs> like what? I, Santorini. I don't know what's going <laughs> The cobblestone Anyways. and the short white buildings. <laughs> I, at first when I saw that, I was like, damn it, like, I, I haven't been to Europe in so long. Like, I miss Europe. I want to go back. Like, I'm so jealous. But then, you know, I was talking to her and she's like, I'm going to bring you back something. Like, it's like, you know, I am just choosing to live kind of like vicariously through it because I know that she's going to get back and I hear all the stories and like by her retelling the stories to me is my way of kind of like reliving through it and knowing that I'm just gaining more info for when I do get the opportunity to come because my friends can go and make all the mistakes for me it's like when my friends are getting married you guys have all the weddings you want I'm going to learn what I want at my wedding and what I don't want at my wedding from y'all's wedding there you go um, there you have it it's like, it's like a whole survival guide that I'm making in my head um, mm-hmm. from the lessons I'm learning at different people's weddings yeah, I'm doing that with um, all of my pregnant friends I'm like hmm, what did you get oh I don't like that I don't like that stroller I'm not going to be getting that one and you said that that's really hard to move and carry and it's heavy i definitely don't want that <laughs> making a list i'm checking it twice like we're gonna have you're gonna have an amazing wedding and i'm gonna have a great baby shower and it's gonna be great okay. i am not pregnant yeah. by the way <laughs> <laughs> i might be late but i'm not pregnant let me tell you vegas would be a completely different trip if you are <laughs> you would never know i would keep it a secret i would be drinking mocktails the whole time it would be totally fine Oh, I find out. I find out. <laughs> Get the bill. I see it's all mocktails. Start doing investigating. Interrogate Blaine. Blaine will crack. Um, <laughs> I can tell you, it's a big old no for right now. <laughs> um, but uh, I, yeah, I, I think you know it's so easy to kind of get swept up and feel like you're missing out on so much fun and to like see like all these people going on these trips and like wish that you had the money to do that because I think that is a very very real and very very relatable but you have to understand that these people also don't have money either mm-hmm. um, everybody's um, swiping a credit card somewhere okay they are all just in a ton of credit card debt I, I, I promise you it is all credit card debt it's all miles they racked up from using that credit card that they're using to travel to all these places like do not feel bad if like your vacation is like you just going to like your neighborhood pool and chilling with like your friends there and having your own little backyard barbecue at least you're saving money and you're not in thousands and thousands of dollars in debt like that is i would love to have that because let me tell you i can't say the same for me oh i was gonna say uh i've been told i've been told and i'm telling myself this is my last year of travel for a while i've got to cool it i have got to cool it this will be what this will be like my seventh trip this year. We got to tone it. We got to tone it been, down to pay off the credit card. Okay. You've also been traveling to pursue your dreams as true, well, too. That true. you have to remind yourself. I won't that. count those three times then. So this will be my fourth trip of the year. I do believe. Is that correct? I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. We're gonna say three to be on the safe side. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so I think don't beat yourself up because at the end of the day, like, at least you are not racking up all this debt and you are still, as long as you're creating happy memories with the people that you love, I think that is the ultimate, like, goal of the day and that you won't have a fear missing out if that is the ability, if that's what you're doing. Because I would take, like, honestly, hanging out in my apartment, like, with some of my friends and having, like, a nice, like, dinner party and movie night and some wine over charcuterie over, you know having like this huge elaborate like vacation to I mean obviously I'd love to go on a vacation but I would also feel immensely like guilty and on top of that planning this trip to Vegas I while I love planning 
I also would love if somebody else would have planned this entire trip for me because it is exhausting. And being able to save money and save time and save worry by chilling at home is also just as nice. It's why I didn't go anywhere for the 4th of July because I was like, I don't want to spend money and I just want to not do a single fucking thing. Again, going back to having a coma. Would I love to have a coma? So I think just like not getting stressed up and worked out over that and knowing that you can always plan this. Like it's not just, just a summer thing that you have to do. You can just any year round. I know it's some easier if you have kids and or if you work in the school system or you're in school Filages over the summer, but this is why we have PTO. This is why we some have... of us have PTO. Okay, this is why some of us have PTO. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just it's been a topic of conversation. <laughs> Anyways, some of us have PTO, not others. And some of us, some of us have unlimited PTO. Some of us have very... no PTO. <laughs> <laughs> Zero summer, none. Or all, or all of the pizza. No, it's great. No, but seriously, like, just take the day. If you need to take the day, take the day. If you don't want to take the day, don't take the day. I think there's also a lot of pressure to take the time off to go places and do things, and you don't have to. Like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to spend your time off that way, you don't have to. Yeah, but also don't work yourself into the ground. But also take a break. My friend the other day asked me. He was like. I was, my anxiety was super high, like immensely high. And it had been for a couple of days. And he's like, when's the last time you took a vacation? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, not to go see someone specifically, not to go to a wedding, not to go home for family. Like, when did you take a vacation? And I was like, um, 2019. I was going to say, <laughs> never. <laughs> and he was like, this is why your anxiety is so high. Mm-hmm. I feel immense guilt just by trying to take a day off, even though I have unlimited PTO. Like, yeah, I was going to say like a vacation for myself, off. like not, not to do something for somebody else or see somebody else would have been my honeymoon. Like other than that, it's always a vacation, like a family vacation or to go see a friend or to go when to a you wedding. And I went, when you and I went to Wilmington, Yes, I would, I would consider that a vacation. That is the last time I took a vacation because we were mm-hmm. just going to go to Wilmington and just have an escape. Mm-hmm. And we happened to see a, one of my friends mm-hmm. while we were there. Mm-hmm. But it was not for that. It was purely because we wanted yeah. to and I go mean, to New, like New York was fun too, but it was, like, it was so go, 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 which is, which is just planned New York. And I had, you know what I mean? It was planned, and then I also I had intentions yeah. of also seeing somebody yeah. while I was and there. And that's totally fair. But like, Wilmington, like when you and I went to Wilmington and Charleston, we went to Charleston. Again, why I still regard Charleston as one of the best vacations. That <laughs> hands down, hands down. And I think it's because it was an actual vacation. It was a vacation and we didn't have really an agenda. We had like two things we wanted to do and we did those things. We did way more than that. But like there, it, it, it just, we just did whatever. It was so go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And I think that mm-hmm. that's what I miss sometimes. And like, I, I don't do that enough for me. And that's why I say my honeymoon because we literally had no agenda. Like we had two two days yeah. of excursions, but outside of that, it was whatever the heck we wanted to do. Yeah. So we need to bring that energy into going to Vegas. And I think I like that. that we also need to plan for another trip like that to kind of look forward to because I do I do feel like a lot of vacations I take nowadays are just to go see friends or family because I live so far away from everybody. And that is exhausting. Right. You need a vacation also, from the vacation. And I need a vacation from people coming to visit me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when you live in a very beautiful location and you live in a major metropolitan city, people want to come visit you and come to your city, but then you don't ever get the vacation. Mm-hmm. So you have to remind yourself that even though people are coming to you and you're technically taking off work to have a vacation, you're still in your town. You're not, so you're not really on vacation. <laughs> yeah. You're, va- you're, you're letting other vacation. people vacate. <laughs> Yeah, you're in a staycation. And that and staycations can be fine, but they're not my ideal way to relax. If that's your ideal way to relax, then go for it. Mm-hmm. But to me, I need out of sight, out of mind, new place, new location, new zip code, <laughs> new area code, all that. New time zone. New zip code, <laughs> new area code. <laughs> yes. So I hope that you don't have FOMO this summer. And if you are experiencing FOMO and you are feel like you are missing out and 
everybody's lives are going past you. Remember that everybody's wallets are different. Everybody's also debt is different as well. But and everybody's PTO schedule is different too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all but, of the above. <laughs> as long as you're taking time for yourself and taking time to prioritize your rest and relaxation, that is the ultimate way to never miss out on a great summer vacation. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Uh-huh.